2: Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats, two footy legends covering all things sport, Kia, the Kia Sorrento, Drive Car of the Year.
3: Great to have you with us on the show again tonight as we head into round 21 of the NRL, but of course, uh, much more exciting things happening in the world of sport with the Olympics, uh, well, we're just about through to the end only a few days to go scotty Sattler. but it was a another golden day for the aussies today
2: absolutely outstanding badge and also listeners who may have missed it but uh, yeah tremendous in one of the sports that's only introduced into the olympics this year which was the skateboarding and i'm not sure i think he was 18 years of age he looks about 11 our australian gold medalist uh, his name is keegan palmer and then of course an event we've always been successful in, which is the K2, K4s on the, on the lake. So it's an outstanding day with still a fair bit to come, too, Badge. Yes, so, uh, yeah,
3: Jean van der um, who's actually originally from South Africa, and Tom Green won mm. the K2 1000 for us. That, they happened within about 10 minutes, That their win in the... Uh uh, in the uh, kayaks and then Keegan Palmer on the skateboard. Um yes, great Australian uh he is aged eighteen as you said, Sats, and from the beautiful Australian city of San Diego, California. <laughs> well that's where he was born anyway. Good work, Keegan. We're you know very what, proud of you mate. We'll it's take funny. anything.
2: It's a it's a window into the millennials that at eighteen years of age, as soon as they announced he was the, the gold medal winner the first thing he did is he reached into his pocket and pulled his iPhone out and looked at the screen of his iPhone, so <laughs> <laughs> just to see if he was yeah, trending. Exactly. Oh, God. yeah.
3: No, he's from the Gold Coast. They they moved to the Goldie uh, very early. But I did hear them saying commentary. He's from San Diego, and I went, "No, come on, he's an Aussie." Uh, great work, Keegan. Now uh, you can text us any time you want to be involved in the show. Zero four double seven, seven three six seven three six. What's floating your boat about the Olympics? Plenty to to get through. Plenty to talk about. The Boomers this afternoon. Oh, gee, they look good for about the first ten minutes. Then it all went pear shaped. Or well, actually, for the first half. First we were half the lead, were really good. Yeah, you could see the US coming, can't you? But what we do on a Thursday night is we have songs to fire you up. For, well, for the weekend of footy or sport or whatever else, and in this case, the Olympics. Uh, Sats, what's
2: your song this week? Well, mine's a, uh, one of the Australian favourites. And this is, again, in the theme of the Olympics because you know, it's, it is a long way to get to the Olympics and get to the top and, and win a gold medal. So mine is the Acadaka favourite. This one. And I reckon there'd be a few of those gold medalists that have started to return yeah. home that are rock and rolling right now.
3: Absolutely. So they should be now. Um, we've got Brixie on board uh, until next week and when we get Woogie back. Uh, fingers crossed that doesn't happen and Brixie hangs around. But Brixie... Uh, <laughs> Is this Woogie, your last was, shift,
2: Brixie, or not?
0: It's my last shift with you guys, Is yeah. Is it really? Oh. Yeah, I know. And that's... Well, w- well, there's a theme with my song because my last shift with you guys... It's coming to the end of the Olympics. This is my pick.
2: Great song. Oh,
1: great
2: song. There we yeah, go.
3: Cheers, old. You got to love it. Now, Woogie's been coming up with wham and all sorts of oh. crap, but you've you've just lifted the bar. You've raised the bar. So I don't know, but it's it's about great Aussie rock um, because we're just so proud of what the Australians have done. And um, mine's the Angels.
2: No way. Am I ever going to see
3: a again? <laughs> That's what the rugby and soccer players were singing on that plane <laughs> when they played <laughs> up, yeah, before. It just went crazy. Or in their hotel room. What were, they so, thinking? Uh, what were
2: they thinking putting a group of athletes that have basically uh, trained for four years or five years for, a, uh, for an event and then putting them on a plane with just... With alcohol? <laughs> Alcohol <laughs> and just the normal public—that was always going to end in absolute drama,
3: uh, and it did. It yeah. did. Um, all right. Well, what do you think? What, what's your favourite there? Do you want uh, Akadaka, Cold Chisel, or the Angels? Tough choice. 0477736736 And Brixie will be tallying them up throughout the night before we get to this uh, this big game between the Knights and the Broncos. Time now for
2: this Sports Day Sports Update.
3: Yeah, as we said before, it was a great start by the Boomers against USA, but they're going to have to settle for a, a bronze medal playoff, Sats. They'll be up against France or Slovenia. Yep. Uh, USA came back from a fair way down in the first quarter, almost level at halftime, and then they beat us by 15 points. Yeah,
2: we were very, very good in the first half, and then it's it's the USA needed halftime. They needed to take a take uh, stock of the performance. And Greg Popovich, their head coach, and Steve Kerr, their assistant coaches, you know, just a legend coach and one of the, an ex-legend player as well, Steve Kerr. And, and they came out in the second half, completely different side, dominated defensively. They were, forcing, they were forcing Australia to try and shoot from the exteriors when we got right to the bottom of our shot clock and we're just throwing up bricks in the end. So mm. a little bit like our, our Opals the other night. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a great performance from both our men's and women's sides. Mm.
3: Anyway, we have had some wonderful performances. We are going to give you a uh, a more thorough Olympics update in uh, in just a little while. Sats, now you you've tossed this up around players and vaccinations and we did yeah. speak about this during the week. I want to ask you because this badge. I believe I believe there are some anti-vaxxers and yes. I'm pretty sure there are in in uh, in throughout the NRL.
2: Now I want to ask you this badge and get your opinion. This is obviously Uh, unprompted because we are going to look at 2022 possibly being, if you want to play in the NRL, you can still be unvaccinated, but you're going to have to go under higher protocols, the stage four protocols of what the players and their families are doing right now, which is basically you go to training, you go home, you go out for essentials. That's it. Now it is fraught with danger because while other players will be living um, relatively free life, we would think in a perfect world in 2022, if you've been vaccinated, Mm. I want to ask you first and foremost, if you were playing now and you're asked to be vaccinated as a player, would you be vaccinated? Yep, what would you think about a player in your side that refused to be vaccinated for whatever reason
3: um i I try not to be too judgmental um depends on and depends on how it affects the team and what mm. their reasoning is um, i so I guess they're going if you're not vaccinated, you're going to have to keep undergoing daily COVID tests. And, and a raft of other um, restrictions and is that going is, is that going to affect the team i don't know sats I, I honestly say i don't know how i would respond to that and I, but i think this is something in most nrl clubs or a lot of them are going to have to go through with some of their teammates but mm-hmm. um yeah you know, the crazy thing i've been reading sats is that, 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 that kids get every kid gets vaccinated now anyway don't they if you're yeah. going to go to school they have to be vaccinated for uh, diphtheria and whatever else uh, yep. measles and uh, there's a bunch of things they get vaccinated for, sort of right throughout their childhood. So this, I think, is just going to be another one that they're going to add uh, add to the list. But at the moment, it's um, it's causing us all sorts of concern and problems, aren't, isn't it? And and of course, last weekend, last Saturday, we had the NRL cancelled in Queensland for a short while. It was all called off on Saturday, but they got they they got the train back on tra- track track Sunday and Monday, but Paul Kent last night sat on uh, NRL 360. He was not too happy about it, was he?
2: No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He had a fair bit to say about the Queensland Government. He has fired some shots at the Queensland Government um, uh, over a number of weeks now. But he, he felt as though last week that um, that it could have – and this is still the debate around who's going to host the grand final. He he believes in a way that the Queensland Government has probably shot themselves in the foot in relation to hosting the grand final. But he, he mm. went so far as to call them – because
1: yeah, I, I think Queensland, uh, they are genuine fans. And, and the Queensland people would love to have a game up there. And I acknowledge that and I think that would be great to see them. And we, we saw how well they received the Origin series up there when they had all three games. But for the government to sit down and, you know, for example, tell us on Saturday that all professional sport is off but we're going to keep the races we're going to keep the trots. But seriously, like honestly. It's been bugging him all week. There's no consistency no, there. They're and just, they have no answer. And they've treated on them. the NRL like mugs. Yeah, but apparently uh, Palaszczuk, who I've got. Uh, into earlier in the week. She was the saviour, which uh, I apologise to her. But, yeah, but As she, I oh, live and breathe. But it was the morons underneath her, right? <laughs> Miles and... and, and the,
2: and young, the and and yeah. young.
1: They made the decision without consulting with <laughs> her. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. And she, she's getting phone calls from the NRL and she's going, well, I, I don't know about this. But she sort of had to try and stick by her government who just made this stu- and he won't, he, Miles still won't explain why he, he cancelled all professional sport but kept the races going, yeah. now, other than this two bit argument that no one goes to the trots anyway Yeah what
2: the- Yeah, well, Cooper Cronk said after that he had a 100 on the on the favourite in the in the uh, in the racing, so that's uh-huh. why I kept the racing Maybe. going. But that's
3: that's that's a deputy premier Stephen Miles not Gene Miles. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't. I don't think Kenny would be talking about Gene Miles. Do you know what, way.
2: Badge, I, I I disagree with with Kenty, and he's a very good friend of mine, Kenty. But in this sense, I, I just feel as though that what the the government did last week, and whether that's true about Anastasia Palaszczuk, we're not quite sure. But but uh, when they said last week that all competition would be off on the Saturday. I feel as though they had to make that point. They had to draw a line in the sand and go, right, if, if it's going to go ahead, we've got to have further discussions. You've got to prove to us that no one in the public are going to be affected if the game went ahead. And that's exactly what not yeah. only the NRL did, but stadiums stadiums Queensland and, and alike.
3: It, it was perplexing why they didn't call the races off. I agree with that. Yeah. Let's just be a bit careful. And I reckon the NRL would have got the front foot and said, "Hey, hey, that's not us. That's just... Paul Kent on NRL three hundred and sixty, but they have to keep the Queensland government on side with this mm. because it's important for the game to keep going. I know they they will have contingencies, and if, if things keep uh, getting out or they start to get out of control in Queensland as far as case numbers goes, they're nowhere near as bad as New South Wales. But if they do, they're going to have to look at other stuff. But meanwhile, we've got to you know you've, we've got to deal with each other. They, the the NRL and the Queensland government has to you know keep. Um, Keep working together to make this happen. So, in you know, we're lucky, but it, it, is, it is easy to take a pot shot at people and call them morons. And, you know, I'm sure everyone thought that was quite funny, but yeah, not uh, not great stuff. Um, Adrian Presenko in the Sydney Morning Herald today, Sats, so outlined uh, a very interesting um, idea that he's got that the storm are better or could be better without Cameron Smith this year. Who
2: would ever thunk it? But um, no. <laughs> looking at the, looking at a lot of the data that, that he's brought up, he, he he backs it up with a lot of data from a an analyst by the name of uh, Scotty Woodward, and who's done a lot of work with uh, the Melbourne Storm and other teams in the NRL. And talking about the numbers that are being thrown up compared to when when Cam was actually playing for the Melbourne and Melbourne Storm. Now, just to throw some of those up, here, they're saying with um, in nineteen games this year, they've scored forty points or more. 11 times in 19 games. Um, they've never done that before. In the 2020 Premiership, uh, when they won the comp, they averaged a scoreline, a winning scoreline of 27 points to 14, opposition 14. This year, their winning score scoreline averages 36 points to 12. Now, I don't know whether that's the tweak in the rules with the offside and the six again and not mm. being a penalty. Um, and outside of that as well, they've gone from the best defensive side and then the best attacking side in the last two years. And, and with five games to go, they're 50-odd points uh, from telling more than any other side in the history of the game. Uh, yet one thing they lack, obviously, at the moment, would be the game management that Cam Smith had. But, you know, the numbers stack up to say that the Melbourne Storm haven't missed a beat at all, losing Cam and losing Billy and losing Cooper and, and the like. And But one thing they haven't done this year is what, Badge, yet? They haven't won the title exactly, yet. Exactly,
3: yeah. Oh, look, that's... I. I, I be honest, I think it's I think it's a ridiculous argument that they're better without Cameron Smith. We'll never know. They might they might have scored another 20 points per game with him. Mm. They might have they might have let less one one less try in a game with him. Is that, that, you could also say, okay, well they're better they're better without Cameron Smith, without Greg Inglis, without Billy Slater, without Cooper Cronk. They would have won every year if those blokes, blokes weren't playing. I just think it's crazy argument. Um, yeah. Anyway, that look. I will agree with Adrian Prusenko. They are very, very good, and they're, they're looking like uh, good things to make the grand well, final well, again. I think you'd be brave to back against them making the grand final.
2: Well, the general manager, Frankie Panisi, who we both know very well, and he's a very astute operator, he agrees with you too Badge. He said in 2017, 2020, we proved that we can be at peak form at the most important time of the season through the finals. We continued to peak and we stayed at that high level, that peak performance. He said, we don't know whether this team can stay at peak performance yeah We hope we can, but yep. we don't know yet. So we can't compare them to our, our previous premierships. And he's been through
3: it all with them there, yeah. Frank Benici. He knows exactly that it takes a hell of a lot more than just being in front at uh, at the end of the the regular season, you do You're exactly right. You have to peak. Uh, Eels top four hopes have take a, 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 taken a taking a big blow. Regan Campbell-Gillard is uh, is there? Not expected to be back until the finals. That's yeah, groin injury.
2: So he hurt that groin Ooh. injury. He had that hurt his groin, I should say, and very early in that match in Mackay on Thursday night, it was only in about the first ten minutes. And both he and Jared Maria Hargraves were were starting to line up each other in relation to that very good confrontation that Maria Hargraves has with every front rower and. I was really looking forward to his mouth-watering battle, but it didn't last that long because Campbell Gillard left the field. It was a huge loss to the Parramatta Eels in the scheme of the game so early and, and the workload being asked to be taken up by a lot of the other players. But I think he's a big loss because he's a big mobile front rower and, and Parramatta can't afford to have any injuries at the moment, especially with Mitch Moses, not knowing how that, that lower back injury is going to uh, handle the pressure through the next you know, seven to eight weeks through finals yep. as well. So, yeah, it's yep. a big loss.
3: Has Michael Maguire taken advantage of uh, the, the Tigers and Sharks staying in the same hotel in Brisbane? By, looks uh, like it. Yeah, it does. It looks look like, like it. it. Well, you, you can approach players through the managers any time, can't you? It doesn't always have to be face-to-face, but um, apparently they are, they are thinking, the Tigers, of, uh, of signing their ex-captain and local junior Aaron Woods. Yeah. back to the Tigers.
2: 30 years of age. And of course, wouldn't be on the money that he's on at the Sharks at the moment, which is big money. I, I've actually been really impressed with Aaron Woods this year. He's, the you know, the size of the man says that you know, there's a lot of front rails at the moment where the new rules are just getting away from them when it comes to the mobility and the agility that you need in the game. and and Aaron Woods, for a big man has got tremendous footwork. So I, I feel as though that um I feel as though it mightn't be a bad, Bad signing. Now, what the West Tigers do really lack is that is is lacking experience, overall experience in their side, and they've got an exciting. I think they've got some really exciting young players, but they, they lack experience in key positions. And I think Aaron Woods could add that that experience because they get in the games when they give away penalties, they drop balls, they just lose their focus, and they isolate themselves and. And they don't know how to get out of it at the moment. The only way you get out of it is just through experience. And I think Aaron Woods wouldn't be a bad signing.
3: Mm. There you go. All right. A um, couple of quick ones. Joey who has got a bit of a dilemma. He could, if he sticks around, he's not a bad dilemma
2: to be in bad. No. He, yeah, that's <laughs> right.
3: His contract expires end of next year. Um, clubs will want him and, and he could get up you know up to a million bucks a season as a fullback and he's a gun player but there's also apparently uh, been approaches about him going back to New Zealand or going to New Zealand rugby for about 600 grand but also the chance to play for the All Blacks and they've got the 2023 World Cup uh, in mind or he would too so it's a it's a tricky one if he's got any any ideas that he could play for the all blacks um he might have to sacrifice a little bit of money but still not bad to still honest. young grand still age, I yeah. think he's only
2: 25 years of age joey Moon. Yeah, he's 24 so he's got time on his side
3: and on rugby um one of the rugby sevens players who's just returned apparently he's told the daily telegraph who care who cares who effing threw up on the plane <laughs> that's what sick bags are for um apparently several rugby and soccer players threw up in their seats, sang and chanted loudly during the flight and laughing. stole grog <laughs> from the galley That's when no the good. flight attendants refused to serve them. Yeah. So um there's some, yeah, plenty that. of accusations flying. I'll tell you what, Badge. We don't know exactly who it is. That is allegedly. We've all played and toured
2: with with um with players that have been a little bit crook the next day, haven't they, and used a sick bag? I tell you what, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than when someone has used a sick bag early on
3: in the flight. It's horrible. I know. But the the only time I've ever done anything like that... The hosties have joined the party, so these guys got it all wrong. Okay, time for the Elgas <laughs> weather forecast for tonight's game at Suncorp Stadium for the game between the Knights and the Broncos. Call Elgas one three one one six one. How's it looking?
2: Fourteen degrees. A um, little bit of bite in the air, actually, in and around southeast yeah. Queensland. I'm led to believe. So yeah, it's going to be cold. It's not going to be a Canberra cold, and no, no um, not but cold. yeah, still a little bit of a, a bite in the air. Beautiful days in such in southeast Queensland. I've been uh, keeping an eye on south Queensland weather. It looks, uh, it looks beautiful. Outstanding. Yeah, mm.
3: get $80 in LPG account credits. Call LGAS 131 161. Back soon
2: with our Olympics update. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorrento, Drive car of the year.
3: Yes, uh, Olympics update time. Red Energy is proudly Australian. Call their Aussie team today. On one three one eight zero six, we're all proudly Australian, aren't we? So that's the way that uh, our uh, uh, athletes uh, and performers have done in Tokyo. has been outstanding, and not everyone has won. Not everyone's ended up with a gold, a silver, or a bronze, but they've been uh, been some wonderful performances.
2: It's been amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, you know, swimmers, we always expect some success in the in the pool. I didn't think we'd we'd expect this much. Um, but then just outside of the pool and and seeing the, the events that are still to come at the moment in Australia, having some medal opportunities and especially some gold medal opportunities, which is really, really exciting. And, you know, at the mm. moment, we've got 17 gold, which is great. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the Women's Beach Volleyball, which is in the gold medal match. We beat Latvia today, and we now play the USA, and that's young Del uh, Del Solar and also uh, Taliqua Clancy, who have been, they've flown under the radar, really, these two athletes, they've been amazing, and yes, they were excited when they won today against Latvia, but they, it's, you can just tell there's, the the job's not done, so I'm really looking forward to that, Uh, that game's tomorrow at 12.30, Mm. the gold medal match.
3: Right, so as you said, 17 gold, Mm. only four silver and 17 bronze, but you know what that is, because... Well, well, the first thing is we have to beat the Poms. That's our yes. biggest challenge. And they're, we're in, what, fourth? China, US 32 gold, USA 27, Japan 21. And then it's us on 17 gold now with those two today we mentioned off the top of the show, uh, in the skateboarding and the, uh, the K2, the kayaking, the 1,000 yep. metre. Uh, and we're on 17 gold, and England's only on 15. But they've won 18 silver. Who cares? You know, Aussies just don't. We just don't do silver. We, it's like Ricky Bobby says.
0: If you ain't first, you're last.
2: You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademark, not to be producer Ricky Bobby in.
3: What did he say? You first, and last. <laughs> yeah, um, 17 gold. Uh, it's make or break. We don't, we don't settle. Well, four, four of our uh, medals have been silver, but 17 bronze as well. See, what um, it says is
2: that we're in the hunt for a gold or a silver. We get gold. We just we're get in, it. We're in the hunt for fourth, no medal or a bronze. We just get the bronze.
3: Yes, it's a pretty Although, good sign, isn't it? Peter Bowl last night. Oh, the whole of Australia was cheering him on. Wasn't he outstanding in that 800 metres? It was a it was a slow race, and he just had to. Take the lead and
2: oh! oh Can I say, he, badge?
3: He had he had the white my, he had my ninety kilos on his shoulders. No <laughs> wonder he couldn't get home. The you know, last 100.
2: in the Rio Olympics, as a, I think he was a twenty-year-old, he was uh, he ran sixth in his heat, didn't qualify for the for the final. And now five years later, he comes fourth and leads with eighty meters to go. And mm. you, you always knew they were going to swallow him up because you could see his form starting to sway about 120 130 meters out he was just fatigued and tired having to lead the mountain you knew they were going to swallow him up and you're hoping he was going to hold his form and and maybe get a medal but i'll tell you what in three years in when paris comes around with the improvement that he's had from rio watch out i mean this this the sky the limit could be uh, the sky's the limit for this kid because he's an amazing story and um an amazing runner and i mean I'd love would have loved to have seen the numbers, the viewing numbers last night watching that race because it was really hyped up over the over the last two days. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, he put um, it out there, didn't he? Like he, he I did. He, he did. talked he was... the talk and he walked the walk. It was amazing.
3: Yep. And he, you know, he, he just said, "I'm not mixing with anyone. I'm just here to win medals." Yeah. Um, Jess Hull and Lyndon Hall both have qualified for the women's
2: 1500 meters final. That is tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, Lyndon Hall is the Australian record holder. And then Jess Hull, who ran before Lyndon Hall, she had an amazing run, finished third in her uh, her semi final, and also broke the Australian record as well. And going into the final, then to sit sit around and watch Lyndon Hall come through and run a great race as well, make for the final. Two Australians in a 1500 yep. metre final again, well, like unheard we, of.
3: We, we could have men's as well. The, the, one of the favourites is Stuart McSwain. Yes. Uh, he and Oliver Hall are competing in the 1500 semis tonight. So they well hopefully they'll both get through. Uh Harry Garside, that fight tomorrow sats against the uh the Brazilian. Andy Cruz. No, the, uh, Cuban. The, the Cuban. The yeah. Cuban, yeah. Uh, the Cuban. tomorrow three forty five. Uh, that's a lightweight Aussie boxer who yep. looks very good. The Southpaw you've told us about. Uh, and uh, yeah, Red Energy is proudly Australian call their Aussie team today. One three one eight zero six. Um oh the um, the final events of the um of the Decathlon are uh, tonight. The javelin. Yes. Uh just after eight o'clock and I think around our time, ten thirty or something, ten forty. Uh the fifteen hundred. And Ashley Maloney is up to his neck in it. He's yeah. looking like getting the silver medal. He's sitting in second place. Yep. Um Cedric Dubler is in there
2: as well. Do you know what I love I love watching these two? They're great because Ashley Malone is going really well, but after one of, after he has an attempt to, whether it's a long jump, the high jump, whatever it may be, he goes back to Cedric du, Dubler, who can't win a medal at this stage, and it's, it always seems as though the Cedric Dubler is just is keeping him focused. It's like he's he's got a, not only a teammate but he's got another coach alongside him. Yeah, it's, it's been really good to watch. Actually, I will tell you what was interesting watching the skateboarding. I don't think they've been affected by the Olympics because they're all these young kids, and that I don't think they're really. Celebrate the Olympics like we have growing up and getting into our mature years and understanding sport a little bit more because they're all best mates. Like whoever the silver was, like he was sitting there waiting for the, the Australian kid um, in Keegan Palmer get the gold medal and they're, they're all on the circuit. They travel around the world yeah. together. It's just the, the Olympics doesn't affect them. They're just, they're not scarred at all by the history of the Olympic events.
3: They're all in the Nitro Circus or something. Or just the. <laughs> That's the bikes. A uh, couple of quick things. The, the Kookaburras gold medal match tonight, Belgium, 8 o'clock. Yeah. So that's not far off. That's going to be super exciting. And the Matildas have their bronze medal match against the USA. That's uh, that's just started, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Great stuff. Keep your eyes glued uh, to the sets or keep your radios on as well. Red Energy is proud Australian. Call their Aussie team today, 131806. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
2: For Kia, the Kia Sorrento, Drive car of the year. Sports Day news headlines. For Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Well, fingers crossed in Queensland, Southeast Queensland, they're hopeful of lifting the lockdown at 4pm on Sunday despite recording 27 new cases today. I'm not so hopeful mm. myself. Uh, 16 cases are linked to the south-east Delta Cluster. The other 11 cases are on the Pan Europe and LNG tanker off the port of Gladstone. So let's just keep it off the port of Gladstone. Keep oh, it out of okay. the Oh, okay, they
3: counting those 11. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's not so bad then.
2: 262 cases and five more deaths in New South Wales across a range of ages, which is absolutely frightening. and Very concerning. Yeah, the man. Newcastle and Hunter Valley now are going into lockdown. It's, it went as far as the Central Coast up until... Yeah, the last 12 or so hours. So uh, get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Still a lot of worrying times when it comes to up the East Coast and uh, COVID. Uh, visit your local Polaris dealer today. Now, Hot Topic time.
3: Righto, that's our Hot Topic as always, the tips on a Thursday night. You know night what, Badge, it's uh, really
2: difficult this round um, because yep, we've sure got top is. six teams playing against each other, don't we? Yeah.
3: Mm. We do. Can I can I just throw in that last week we were all quite pathetic. I think Wookie I was and two. I got four each, mm. and you got two. Now we haven't got his tips this week, so did he send them to you? No. The Wugster. Do we? Get, and we're not uh, going to remind him. Well, it's just, we have to. Cause it's attention I, I to him. detail. Yeah, I know. But what do you? What does he get? He away gets teams. All the away he? teams. Yeah. No, You can't do that. Oh, anyway, we'll we'll catch up on those later because I just couldn't handle the the whinging as of next week it <laughs> the last of month. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, tonight's game, of course, not that far off. What is it? Uh, Seven fifty. Knights and Broncos. Uh, tricky one here. Broncos without Katoni Stags. Does that bring him right back to the field? Both yes. sides here haven't been great.
2: Yeah, it does. I think it does. Um. Yeah, he is that. I suppose that spiritual leader of the side, but also just the pure aggression that he that he plays with um, and he's just that he's that go-to player when it comes to attack when just when you're in doubt he's one of those players but you just you give him early ball and let him do the rest so mm. without him there and with Mitchell Pearce returning to the Knights to yeah. the Knights they are um, they're looking pretty dangerous
3: so I've got myself uh the Knights mm-hmm. and I think you might have two I've got the Knights as well yep and we'll wait and see what Woogie does Uh tomorrow night two games the uh, at Seabus uh, doubleheader Raiders take on the Dragons. Uh, Canberra really hit the wall last week. Uh, yeah, not a good performance at all against the Knights. And the Dragons, it's been pretty awful since uh, they beat the Warriors back in round sixteen. Yeah, set, round
2: seventeen. It's a, it's a difficult one with the Raiders, but you know what? I I picked the Raiders, and I, I because I just think they're a little bit more battle-hardened when it comes to finals footy. Um, and with the Dragons, no Ben Hunt. Um. So I think that's a huge loss, a massive mm. loss. So I'm picking the Raiders. With you on that one as well, mate,
3: in the late game. Is, oh, here we go. As you mentioned, the, the top six teams all playing against each other, Eels and Bunnies. Uh, Mitch Moses named to return from that back injury from Origin 3 for the Parramatta Eels. Can he hit the ground running and get them across the line uh, with the, uh, the points in hand, Parramatta? Or will the... Rabbitohs, the South
2: Sydney machine, continue. Regan Campbell-Gillard looks like he's going to miss the rest of the regular season, won't be back until the finals with a groin injury. So that's yes. a huge loss for them. And then uh, with the Rabbitohs, this is a real... I think this is a real gauge of where the Rabbitohs are at because I think they're just priming beautifully for the finals. I think they look really... I think it looks sublime in a lot of the areas. They look, And their front row, is, and they get got Junior Totola coming back in the next couple of weeks as well. So... Mm. I'm going to pick you're the Rabbits get... because I just think that uh, the Parramatta at the moment, I just think they're cooked. They just look fatigued and they don't, they don't look like – they look battle-weary, to be quite honest. And I think that Raiders loss a couple of weeks ago at Seabus really took it out of them.
3: Yeah, I reckon you're right too. So I'm, I'm with the Rabbitohs who are taking all before them at the moment, aren't they? Scoring a lot yeah. of points. Uh, Warriors and Sharks the first of the Saturday games I, th- I find this a bit tricky but I it think is. there's, there's a, a, a couple of players at the Sharks who've been in great touch Will Kennedy at the back I like tr- Connor Tracy at 5'8 simply because I think he needs plenty of football so I'm going to go with the Sharks on, on that early game at SeaBus on Saturday
2: Yes, yeah, Chanel Harris-Tavita has been uh, named to come back and uh, Adam Fenua Blake has been named uh, I'm not mm. sure whether he's going to play or not and the sharks, um, but
3: but Del- but, but uh, Roger's gone. They're they skipper. Yes, but yeah, you
2: know, uh, Liam. they had that a good win last week. I mean, mm. they're just playing on spirit now with the sharks. They're yeah, they really got a battle to make the make the uh, make the eight. But I just think without Sean Johnson, they just they just don't have that trigger player. So mm. I'm going to take the Warriors.
3: Are you now, yeah. right, eh? Well, I've got you've just talked you've just said why they won't win, and then you've tipped them. So mm. you never know. What can happen, uh, of course, they were helped a bit last week because um, the young Tigers, uh, Dane Laurie, the fullback, went off and that yeah. that, uh, that certainly hurt the Tigers. Uh, Roosters and Panthers, the 5.30 game at Suncorp, a doubleheader there on Saturday afternoon. Roosters and Panthers, wow, this is, uh, this is tricky to pick. Let's remember that Nathan Cleary is in Jersey 21 and there are whispers that he might come back. I doubt it, but there's a chance he comes back. That really, that would just about... Make me take the Panthers. But I'm on the roosters on this one.
2: I'm taking the Panthers, uh only because of not Nathan Cleary being back, but Isaiah Yo. I think he's that he's the glue that holds the team together. He's that link between Jerome Louai and if Nathan Cleary does play any role, I, and Appy Correso are back as well. I just feel as though they mm. they're just getting a little bit a little bit more of that um that um that understanding that they that has made them successful. So with Joseyio there, I think it allows Jerome Luai to play a little bit wider. So that's where he's most dangerous. Yeah, true,
3: very true. Mm. He needs a bit of pressure off him, doesn't he? Yeah. Luai, uh, Seagulls and Storm. They've always had some uh, some t- big battles in big games. That's at Suncorp seven thirty on Saturday night.
2: How about both these games? Five thirty, mortal enemies, Roosters Panthers. Seven thirty five, Battle of Brisbane, not Battle of Brookie. Seagulls mm. and the Storm, Seagulls mortal enemies. Storm. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Storm. Listen, I like what the Eagles, Seagulls are doing, but they're leaking way too many points. Um, and to and do, that's you, why the Storm yep, get you, don't they? Exactly. You can't do that against the Storm. Even though that Jerome Hughes is going to be out with a calf injury, they'll just the – Cooper Johns may come in or Nico Hines may go there and Ryan Papanausen goes to fullback. They're in a pretty yep. good position.
3: Yeah, they've got uh, – yeah, that's right. They've got, they've got plenty of cover there and they don't seem to have any hiccups when they've got key players out. Two games on Sunday, Bulldogs – Take on the Tigers, so we're not talking about the top-of-the-table clash in this one. Uh, Tigers, even without Dane Laurie, maybe a little bit too much firepower. That's been the problem for the for the doggies, hasn't it? Just can't get enough points. I like
2: their forward pack. They've got uh, Yatoi Kamanu and James Tamo comes back. Sean Bloor, who I'm a big fan of, but only still young in the back row. Luciano Lalu, who's who's a good player. And Thomas McKaylee, who's another front row, but really mobile and aggressive. Mm. So I like their forward pack. I I think the Tigers win it. I think it's going to be tight, but...
3: The Bulldogs have lost Luke Thompson. He's suspended. Yeah. Uh, So that's... uh, He's got two weeks out suspension this week and next week. That's a big blow for them. He's been their best player all year. So, yeah, we're both on the Tigers. On that one, Satson, it rounds out with the Titans and Cowboys. Titans at Seabus. Again.
2: Doesn't mean they win, though. They've had a few games there. Yeah, exactly. Val Holmes back for the Cows, which is... uh, They just lost the Cows. They've got all the young players... And the experienced players they've got aren't players that I feel have a huge influence on their game. So um, I'm going to pick the Titans because over the last two weeks, not only have they scored a lot of points, but most importantly, they've they found out how to defend their line. They have. They haven't conceded a lot of points.
3: Mind you, against the Dragons and Bulldogs, who don't score a lot. But um, still, they managed to exactly. win and win well. Mm. So I'm with you there on the uh, on the Titans. Righto, that wraps up uh, round nine for us. Our uh, Our
2: tips... And just on that, Adam Reynolds, he's set to surpass Eric Sims as uh, South Sydney's greatest all-time point scorer as well wow. this weekend. Good on him. Huge achievement.
3: Good, Good stuff. Right. Well, well, this is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento, Drive Car of the Year.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorrento, Drive Car of the Year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, Chris Nelson joins us each and every week and the action continues for Racing Queensland this week at Doomban, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, many more. How are you, Chris?
0: Going very well, thanks, Sats. Good evening to you. Good evening, Badge. Sounds like you're doing track work at the moment. You're going fast. Uh, <laughs> I just happen to be going for a walk and would you believe... There's hardly any cars around. As soon as you guys uh, got online, I've got buses, trucks. There's a little (laughs) forklift moving around. Yeah.
3: We can pull a
2: a crowd. Have you got your mask on? You can.
0: Yes, I have. No, I've got it on. I can't have it on now because you'll be able to hear me, but it's in my hand. Good stuff. Good
2: Good stuff. Now, take us around the grounds. What are we looking forward to this week?
0: Well, we're looking forward to Townsville Cup Day. Townsville Cup on Saturday features the Cleveland Bay, uh, the Townsville Cup, of course, but we also race... As you mentioned earlier, Sats at uh, Doombin, the Gold Coast, uh, Toowoomba in the evening. And uh, as I mentioned there, Townsville with its big meeting Friday and Saturday. But the feature races are on the Saturday. So massive weekend of racing coming up in not only southeast Queensland, but northern Queensland as well.
2: Now, is it, would I be right in saying Townsville Cup, uh, because it's not one of the local governments that's affected by COVID, they'll be able to have crowds?
0: Four and a half thousand I heard today that okay. they're allowed to have in. And the patrons cannot mix with the... The, uh, the horses. What would you call them? No, it's not to, <laughs> well, it's the horses, the people that look after the horses. So what would you call those people? Uh, the patrons horsey can't mix people. with the workers, put it that way. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah, good. You know what I mean people. anyway. Hey,
3: um, you, now I believe you might have a good multi for us for Doomban on Saturday.
0: I have, guys. I'm quite confident, too, which is never a good thing to say, but we'll give it a go. Uh, <laughs> now, we need to go right to the last race for the best bet, race 9, number 13, really discreet uh, for Tony Gollan. Beautifully placed uh, in form, bolted in here last start, similar type race, similar type draw, similar type everything, should bolt in again, very keen on it. Race 9, number 13, really discreet. Now, we go back, race 3, number 1, Contemptious, for Steve O'Day and Matty Hoisted. resumes. I love the trial on Tuesday. Behind Racecourse Road at Doomben, ran good time. Wasn't pushed out at all. There was nothing between them. Very nice horse in the making. Contemptuous, I think, can return a winner. Race three, well, number one. Why, and I race just ask four. why John, they're not.
3: Why are they not trialing on the track? Why are they trialing behind Racecourse Road?
0: Very funny. <laughs> that, that is, is that, the name of the horse that beat it.
3: Oh,
2: okay. Not you that. Serious or not? <laughs> I was. I knew that. <laughs> he, did, he didn't know that, Chris. You got him there. Oh yeah, no! I've no, never,
3: never heard of Racecourse Road. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh,
2: another great weekend, and uh, no, yeah. he's got another one. Oh, got another and one. I got one
0: more. One more satch. Don't cut me yet. Race yep. four, number eleven, fighting, fighting commando. Last couple of runs at the sunny oh. coast have been in uh, hot races. The times have been outstanding. Makes a trip to town. I think it can run really well. It was around $7 last time I checked. So race three, number one, race four, number 11, race nine, number 13.
2: That's a sign too with uh, the new the second season of SAS about to start up after the Olympics as well. Yes, yes, fighting commando.
0: Yeah. I like it. That looks hard work, that does.
2: Chris Nelson, thanks again. Talk to you next week. Look forward to it, guys.
3: Righto, let's do our win win now, Sats to bring at home. Think the demons won't win the flag, lay them on. Bet fair, gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred, eight five eight, eight five, eight. Go uh, you swannies. What do you got? Um yeah. I've got, got?
2: Uh, a woman has found a pizza shape so rare she wants a hundred thousand dollars for it. She won't budge for anything oh. less badge. Now what? As we know, pizza shapes are the best Arnott's savory product outside of you know, <laughs> you got savory, then you got barbecue. What's the, rare about it? Well, the win-win is that the win is that she's eating pizza shapes because they are the best out of all Arnott's. So, all right. And the other win, and you know how much I struggle with this segment, so I'm you clutching do. at straw. So the win <laughs> is the buying win pizza is. shapes. The other win is that she's found in her box of pizza shapes. I reckon there's a conspiracy theory behind this, but she's found two of the pizza shapes that are conjoined. They're joined together. I've never seen it before. I eat two or three boxes a week and I've never seen two pizza shapes oh. join together. Now, she's put that on eBay, and she's not going to accept anything under $100,000 for it. So the other win is she's going to get something for it because at the moment it's up to $5,000.
3: Do you know what a conspiracy theory is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is a strange you, twist This of is fate. the conspiracy theory because I think she, you're going to touch on yeah, this right now. That's it. Yeah. Her, She's revealed that her workmate is the sister of a Gold Coast teenager, who is the uh, the owner of a lucrative twenty thousand dollar ultra rare puffy Doritos. <laughs> See? Hey, a conspiracy theory? Hey guys, here. do you smell something? <laughs> yeah, I smell yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, What's going on? Exactly. So my wife told me about this during the week. She said this this woman's got a Dorito. It's out. It's weird, and she's put it on on on, on Facebook, whatever she's tried to sell it on. And and then all of a sudden, the company that makes them has come and get 'em, no, will buy it off you. That's amazing. You've got us a lot of publicity. <laughs> I think this is what they're doing now.
2: Oh, God. Oh
3: God. All what about right you, badge? Um, hey, another. Yeah, you go. Sorry. Another win-win. Mine's yep. the uh, those three wallabies players that were dropped for the Bledisloe opener. I it was know. because they had a they had a drinking session after everyone was. They had a bit of a night together, and they were told Now go to bed, boys, and that'll do. That they had, went. They had a day had off a, the next day, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. But they had another. Uh, they ca- carried on in one of the players' rooms, a late night drinking session. Uh, this is Marika Korobedi, Issy uh, Isi, Isi Nasarani, and uh, the prop Farmer They uh, so they've all got one match bans for breaking team curfew and continuing to drink on Saturday night. Um, that's a win for the Kiwis because the three of
2: their best players yeah. are out.
3: And it's a long-term win for the coach of the Wallabies, Dave Rennie. He's he's he's, he's had to take Send a tough a stand here, but yeah. And I think it'll say to everyone, hey, we can't let our standards drop. Mm. We've got to be better than this, especially when you're up against the world's best. Yep.
2: So, Absolutely. There you
3: go. Win-win. Back Geelong or lay Melbourne. For the AFL Premiership, it's your choice. Only on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, before we go, we do thank you for your votes. Off the top of the show, we were talking about uh, which song you want us to take They've out. They've spoken on... loudly, Badge. They have. They yeah. have. Um, this was
1: your sats. Well, hang on. <laughs> I've got to find oh. satses now. You do. Here it a, is. Just... Here it is. Here it is.
3: Yes, good work, Brixie. This was mine, the angels. And Brixie, I think, given that you're leaving us tonight, we've we've got got we've
2: got plenty of text messages. But you know, Jippo from Coffs Harbour, he says chisel. Uh, Shotzi from Inverell, he's in the truck driving. He says chisel as well. Uh, Inverell, Brixie. This is it. This is it. Hey Brixie, thanks for your help. Catch you all next
1: week. ya.
3: Bye.